Stafford, end zone cup. He's got it. Touchdown Rams. He'll toss back to Stafford and now a throw to Blanton, the tight end. A lot of room. Down inside the 20. They're down and one. Stafford, end zone cup. Got it. Touchdown Rams. Stafford throws, pass, caught, cup. Still rumbling. Cup down to the 12. Garoppolo under pressure. Donald got there in the air. Intercepted by the Rams. And they may ride to the Super Bowl. Hey everyone, welcome to a special edition of East Coast Rams. And uh, you know, me and Zach, we had to do it. We had to go live and react to the Rams going to the Super Bowl, beating the 49ers 20 to 17. Uh Zach, it seems like um all the talk of six and oh and 49ers gonna take over, and we heard like 20 times during the game about how many 49er fans were in SoFi, and it was 50-50. Not great, but the Rams, even regardless of all those hurdles, they pull off the win, and they are going to play the Bengals in two weeks. What are your initial reactions, Zach? Firstly, I just want to say whose house? I mean, I mean, really, I mean, we've like you said, we've been hearing this all the time where the Rams are 0 and 6 when it comes to the 49ers. You know, they have they're in Sean McVay's head. They have our number, things like that. And, you know, and then hearing from all the Rams fan or all the 49ers fans and, you know, players on team saying we're going to fill that stadium. That stadium's our second home. Um, you know, they get to play basically, you know, uh, four home games a year. Like I, I was I was. I was tired of that. And, you know, I, I'm just glad for this team. I'm so excited. I'm so pumped up. It was a nervous game. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was ups and downs this whole tired time, but this just, this win for this team um, is just, is just awesome. And it's just a great feeling to, to see all that hard work, see all the trades, see everything that's happening, you know, come to this moment and to, for them to succeed and get to the Super Bowl is just it's just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing about this game too, Zach, is every one of those guys they traded for was a part of the reason they won this game. Von Miller had some big plays. You had OBJ, big catches, over 100 yards, I believe. And we'll look through the stats here in a few minutes. And then Stafford. like Stafford was great this game, especially in the second half and even more in the fourth quarter, just coming up clutch that TD or that interception was not his fault at all he threw he was throwing dimes all night I mean just what more can we say than the fact that all the people who were complaining and whining about the Rams being all in that it wasn't gonna work guess what it's a different way to look at the NFL and a different way to operate as a GM and all credit the less need I feel like besides like contract management he's been great with everything else and just learning a different model and being so bold enough to perform and execute on it and getting these players I mean those players we traded for we are not in Super Bowl without them if we don't get OBJ not in Super Bowl if we don't get Von Miller I don't think we're in the Super Bowl right now uh it's just fantastic work by Les Need. Uh, Zach, like just all their emotions to you. 
uh, who deserves the most credit for this team? You know, to me, it's, it's, it's Matthew Stafford. I mean, just look at that. This was his one year anniversary from when the announcement was made that this trade was happening one year ago today. This was, this was the thing. This was this, we were shaking up the team. We were taking out the quarterback and bringing someone new and to, to see him hold the pressure that he's had for these last, um, you know, almost 13 years, he had so much pressure on his back. He, you know, he's been to the playoffs um, prior to this run three times, never won one of those playoff runs. Um, he was on a team that just never went anywhere. Um, and to come into this system one year, you know, with a completely new offense, new coach, new weapons, you know, new defense to play with, you know, this team has really rallied behind the leaders of this team. Um, but I think Matthew Stafford had the most weight on his shoulders. And I think he proved to everyone. Yes. He had that one interception. He had a couple sacks, which I think, you know, over the last few weeks, we have praised him for taking sacks instead of being risky with the ball. Um, but I, to me, um, you know, Matthew Stafford definitely had the most pressure uh, who has who succeeded themselves. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, the first half of this game, the Rams were relatively the better team and they just shot themselves in the foot. And again, this is a recurring theme with this Rams team is the only team that has stopped them, at least in the second half of the season, has been themselves. I mean, just constantly shooting themselves in the foot. It didn't help. The refs were really, really weird this game. There was a lot of like just missed personal fouls. And then you have the fourth down which I don't know if you saw it, Zach, but Stafford gets his face mask pulled, and that's the reason he doesn't get the first. Mm-hmm. And I was so angry. I was just yelling because, like, of course, we get a QB sneak, and the only reason it stopped is because his face mask gets pulled from underneath, and we don't get that call. And then, like, a few plays later, they get a really, really soft PI call against us. I'm like, I don't, I don't get how that's going to go that way it just the refing needs to get better in the nfl and they need to at least get consistent that's my issue if you're gonna call like no tackles or if you're gonna call like no roughing the passer calls then be be consistent or if you're not gonna call pi for like very soft or like a wide receiver running into his cornerback and just going to left if you're not gonna call that then do that for both teams don't like make it halfies or random, uh, just depending on who's doing it. And I feel like sometimes it just feels random, or if not, like leaning towards one team. In the 49ers, I mean, they they will rest on that drop pick, but like we had three drop picks and two drop touchdowns. Like, how's that an excuse for you guys? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I, I I do I did see a lot of the refs missing big things. Um, and yeah, I, I do think they need to, they need to get things cleaned up for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, let's kind of go ahead and start breaking down the game a little bit. So just in general, from the start, the Rams end up going three and out on their first drive and we lost the coin toss, which how lucky were the 49ers to win four out of four coin tosses against us yeah yeah it's 
It's just it just almost seemed back luck just to start from the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if people don't know, we were undefeated uh, when winning the coin toss, and uh, we I think we were like four and five when losing the coin toss. Uh, so it just not good from the onset, not getting it. It's not an excuse. It's just one of those things that I feel like we're better because we're a second half team. And when we get the ball to start out in the second half, I feel like we can set the tone a lot more. Uh, so we end up going uh, three, three and out. The 49ers have a three and out, only three yards. Great stop by defense. You're feeling good, and you feel even better because the Rams come right afterwards with a 10-play, 64-yard drive. Uh, Zach, I was almost certain we were going to score on this mm-hmm. somehow. And then uh, on, I believe it was third down, Stafford throws to the left, and uh, Cooper Cup barely uh, doesn't get enough separation. It would have been a very contested catch. It tips. And, of course, the 49ers safety is right there to pick pick up the tip. Uh, Just bad luck for the Rams there. Uh, Bad luck for Stafford. Not really on him. Uh, I mean, he could have thrown a better ball and thrown it away either way. Uh, Really, I don't see a huge error there by Stafford. Uh, Any, like, comments on the interception or anything different you think they could have done there? Because the 49ers were really good against up-the-gut runs. I do like how we try to stick to it every so often. Very, It was way more done better than like week 18, where we just kept on running ball up the field or up the gut no matter what. So uh, where you, what do you think we should have done there? Yeah, you know... It's it's always in Coop we trust, you know. We, you know, it's Cooper has the ball, you know. He usually catches it, and um, you know, it it was a good play. I, you know, I, you know, slightly poorly executed, but um, it was just unfortunate. You know, we you know we thought in this game as long as Stafford didn't turn the ball over more than once, we were going to be good, and that turned out to be right. Um, so you know. I mean, I kind of was in panic mode at that start just because, you know, 0-0, zero, zero, we're, we're driving the ball down pretty well, and then all, look, we we got an interception. And it's the first one in the postseason. So we've gone two games without um, an interception. So, again, when we're, when we're facing a team that seems like it's had our, you know, quote-unquote had our number, um, things like that, and you, you get that first interception, I think as a Rams fan, uh, your, your stock and, you know, and succession and and how successful we're going to be during this game went down a bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I definitely think that, you know, once, once we realized that the four, once the four Niners didn't do anything with that turnover, um, you know, and the momentum came back to us, I think, you know, we did a good job of executing from, um, from that interception. Yeah. But that's something we saw kind of late in the season was Stafford will throw a pick and then, like we end up getting stuck in our red zone because we threw out the other team. And that's when we've gotten in very, very big trouble, right? You Stafford has thrown pick sixes because we're on the three yard line going in shotgun. And I just loved how we didn't really try to do that. Um, we ended up going 97 yards down and uh, cap it off with a touchdown. And this is kind of, 
the type of drive that you have to be able to do against the 49ers and you have to get the 49ers in situations where they're passing long downs because they're just not built to do anything other than do like hard nose running, uh, like a lot of side to side stuff, uh, and quick slants. Like if you try to, if you make them do other stuff, Jimmy G just has shown like 90% time he isn't able to do it. And the only few games he has been able to do it have been ironically against us. So, you know, it, it was just really see nice to see a 18 play 97 yard touchdown drive. That was very, very efficient, and that's something that the Rams needed to do. Uh, and then the defense. Oh, Zach, the defense right after that uh, got got roasted and toasted and terrible tackling. Uh, they end up doing, throwing a uh, fast <laughs> or quick pass to Debo Samuel, Reader misses, or I think he ta- he actually makes the tackle on the first one, and then you get a deep pass to Ayuk. Ayuk uh, seems to be really good against us. He's a very solid wide receiver. Uh, they get a false start. I'm Elijah Mitchell only gets three yards, and then you, they throw a very simple screen pass. And man, Zach, that screen pass showed some of the worst tackling I've seen by our defense all year. Yeah, I I mean, I wasn't really too... um, I was happy with our defense in the first quarter, not so much in the second and third quarter. Um, They just... I mean, it's just been so weird again again against... It's just this weird thing against the 49ers where it just seemed like we couldn't get pressure anywhere. Um, You know, our front four just just could not get to Jimmy G to save our, to save their lives. Um, and you know, they were just, they were just allowing them to do these, uh, these, you know, short plat passes. And then eventually, you know, occasionally, you know, Jimmy G would throw, um, a, a long one, but it, it just was, it was just bizarre. And I, I'm not really sure what was going on. Troy reader definitely did not have, you know, really a great, um, really a great game, but, you know, really, the defense in general just didn't seem to be playing at their at their best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we give praise when it's due. Reader has had a really good two weeks up to this point. But you remember me when we were previewing uh, this game. I said that it really worried me having Reader because his tackling has just been very questionable against someone like Debo Samuel, you have to make that first tackle because if you don't, he will go for 20 yards. Oh, oh, for sure. And, you know, just looking at the stats, um, Eric Weddle had the most tackles in this game, which, you know, Troy Reader was second with eight, but, but still that's, it's, it's just. Eric Weddle coming out of retirement, Zach should not have more tackles than you, a middle linebacker. No, not at all. And, you know, just seeing like it, it just seemed like the middle of the field needed a little bit of extra help. And I think, you know, when they started putting Weddle more in into the second half, that really helped our our chances, um, especially with the tackling. You know, I think that's the one thing that Eric Weddle does bring to this team, um, you know, coming from out of recoverment or out of retirement um, is is his ability to tackle and to get to the ball as quickly as possible. Yeah, to be honest, Zach, I really think they should at some point try to put Taylor Rapp in there instead of Reader. I know, I think Taylor Rapp, he was 
activated, right, for this game? He was not activated. He wasn't activated? Nope. Uh, yeah, so I he mean, was inactive. So, yeah. you know, we, we, we still were, um, you know, we still had, we were kind of, I wouldn't say stuck, because I think Troy Reader's actually done a pretty good job being the signal caller. And that's the problem, I think, that we were facing when Rap was coming back, was like, so who was going to be the signal caller at that point? We were going to rely on Rap to be the signal caller, or we were going to, you know, leave Troy Reader in there. And so that's really the concern that came down coming into this game was who still was going to be the green dot. And for me personally, I was still going to give it to Troy Reader just because of the successfulness that the defense have had over the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so basically Debo Samuel off of the screen goes for a touchdown and you're like thinking, uh, well, this is a game, a really, really game and the Rams. I mean, look generally better they end up going down the yard 41 uh 41 yards 12 plays uh just really good like taking what the defense gives them and Matt Gay misses a field goal uh gosh uh Matt Gay has and struggled really, I mean really didn't I mean it almost looked like he barely got the extra point on the first touchdown yeah um struggling a little bit uh it was a 54, so it was, you know, probably, you know, statistically longer than, you know, his normal kicks. I mean, I know he can do 54 and, you know, in those those that range, but, you know, it was a longer kick, but still it's, it was far, far to the, I think when I was, far to the right. Yeah, that's one of those ones that you... You expect a Pro Bowl kicker to make 90% of the time, and I just felt like one miss in the last two games I'm not concerned about, but two is starting to worry me. you got to get those points in a Super Bowl if you want to try to win them. Uh, If we would have had those points at the end of this game, it would have made life a lot easier uh, for the Rams. Uh, But, you know, ultimately the misses doesn't, or the miss didn't affect anything. Uh, the 49ers get the last drive. They end up going 36 yards, kicking a field goal right before half. Uh, we are down 10 to 7. Um, the 49ers shouldn't have been up, uh, given with like how the stats were, possession of time, yards, everything was in the Rams' favor. And somehow, like, we just didn't. <laughs> We just weren't executing correctly. Yeah, we just couldn't finish things off. And I mean, like you said, you know, we had the one um, drive all the way down, you know, in, into the red zone and, you know, we get we get picked off. Um, then we take the ball and we get it all the way down and we miss a field goal, which in right before that, we missed, you know, the missed uh, Skoranek uh, catch, which, you know, I thought it was a beautiful ball. Um, it kind of looked like Skronik was like trying to catch it from behind, um, behind him, which is kind of weird, but, um, again, whoever you want to blame on that one, but you know, at least 10 to 14. That's all on Skronik. You're wide open. You're like straight, like (laughs) straight, you know, just naked in the end zone by yourself having a party. He had the time to sit down, boil some, uh, coffee, Zach, and just take his time and get that ball and he just drops it. Like, you can't do that in a conference championship. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw players 
that rose to the challenge like Kendall Blanton. Great game by Blanton. I can't speak highly enough of him after Higby goes out. He played his tail off. And like Skoranek, I I think he's been terrible for the most part in special teams, especially with penalties. But playing, I, I see why they like him. He gets open. He's a decent route runner. Uh, but he made a rookie mistake. He just wasn't able to get his eyes on the ball. He can track it correctly. And you got to be able to make that play, especially when you don't have any like safety or cornerbacks on you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, there's not really much more that I can say about that. I mean, I agree. He's had some good calls, um, you know, in one of the last two games, he was able to, you know, get the ball. Um, within the, you know, the, the two yard line, but then at the same time, he missed one of them at the same, at the, at a uh, different game. I think it was at actually at Tampa's game. So, you know, he's very hit or miss. I do, I do think he has this aggression towards to him that makes him really good. And I think that he could be, he can be, um, a good player. Um, we just need to find that role for him. And I thought special teams was where he was going to shine a little bit more, but, um, you know, when Van Jefferson, you know, came out once or twice in the game, um, you know, we, I feel like we just kept losing people and then all of a sudden they showed up again uh, with Cam Akers going out with a shoulder injury. Um, we lost Higby with a knee injury who never came back. But um, and then also Van Jefferson also came out with, uh, I think, a knee injury as well, but eventually uh, made his way back in. So the 49ers get the ball uh, to start the second quarter. They have uh, six plays, 40 yards, but they end up punting. Um, Really a big thing about the defense is being able to make some of these stops in midfield. Um, It really, really helped us out this game, not giving up Robbie Gold field goals. Because Mm -hmm. if we give up like 20 or 30 more yards and two different um, drives, we're not winning this game because we missed that field goal. So that is very critical. And this is, uh, and then uh, what were you going to say, Zach? Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, I I think there was a chance where he could have even kicked a 56 yard field goal and they decided to punt it anyway. So um, just interesting to, to note that as well. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan was a very conservative and, you know, he blew another lead. Like this is, uh, I think now the third big playoff game, the 49ers are second with the 49ers, uh, third, if you count the Falcons where he blew a multi like point, uh, lead at that end because he got very conservative. Uh, they end up punting it. And this is a drive that had me livid. I was just furious because, um, don't get me wrong, uh, Sean McVay running in that circumstance, third and one, I didn't agree with it. Uh, the QB sneak was a good call, and it got the first down. It got a face mask, and I will say that again. Um, the fact that was missed, and it was the reason he didn't, and they didn't even – call it on replay because they can call it in replay uh it just zach that to me i thought that killed the momentum for us uh and i honestly thought that could have probably costed us the game yeah um 
Yeah, and even, you know, Sean Levesque also was was doing so weird about calling his timeouts. I know one of them, I think, saved us from a um, a delay of game. But, you know, he, he challenged two calls, which, you know, I, you know, would have been very close or it'd been, it was very hard to overturn, even if even if it, they thought it would be, was, was a chance. So was that wasted timeout? The first one, it wasn't that like a play before the Ben Skoranek deep bomb. I swear that was that drive. Uh, we don't exactly know because we're just filming this or uh, recording this right after. But either way, like you're you're right. He was very weird with time timeouts. Um, I mean, we're I into the fourth quarter with no timeouts. I think. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't, I don't uh, fault him for challenging those plays when he did. Um, I thought it was a fumble in live action. I did. I didn't see the replay, and I'm surprised he didn't wait a few seconds for the replay to play, like on the big board, and let the people up in the booth kind of like coach him and tell him, like, yeah, you should challenge that. It looks like a fumble in live action. I really thought it was honestly a fumble. Uh, it clearly wasn't, but yeah, it just. I don't fault him for losing both those challenges, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I just thought in a game against, you know, you know, against the 49ers, I just felt like some of those calls, especially going into the third and fourth, uh, you know, that challenge, I get it. I mean, I get it. You don't want to obviously turn the ball over on downs. Um, so I get why you're trying to challenge that call. Uh, but again, I mean, it took you down from, I think from two timeouts to one timeout. So it just really limited you what you could potentially do in the future for something that, you know, was, was going to be hard to overcome as it was. So, mm-hmm. so uh, we end up not converting because the refs deciding not to call the face mask. Uh, I will be salty about that, even though we won. Uh, the four ers end up putting together what I thought was that backbreaker drive, right? They end up going 10 plays for 58 yards and they score on a wide open George Kittle. Uh, to be honest, at this point, Zach, I thought we had lost the game. It, it looked relatively easy from them. Our defense was reeling. We had just got kind of screwed over by the refs not calling that on a uh, solid drive. And, you know, we just look like you said, we couldn't get any pressure on Jimmy G any pressure because he was doing quick slants. They were playing their game. They're running inside out, just spamming Debo like a Madden player, like a madman. Um, that's all I think is when I see Debo get the ball like 20 times, I'm like, oh, it's like they're playing Madden. They're just like focusing on one good player. I mean, credit to them that you need to do that when you don't have a lot of tools to work with on offense, which 49ers are a little limited on offense. Mm-hmm. But a uh, rough drive there. Rough drive there, Zach. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, yeah, Kittle was wide open. Uh, I'm not really sure how you leave him wide open as he did. It looked like the safety didn't, you know, keep up with him. He was trying to let a cornerback um, handle him when he had his own man to cover. So, really yeah, sure they put the- Weddle on George Kittle, which for the Lord of me, why are you putting on a guy who was retired for two years on George Kittle? Right. You know, you know, you know, one of the top two uh, tight end players in the league. So, 
yeah, it's it's it was kind of baffling, but you know they they moved on and um, they got touchdown, and then you know we come back into the fourth quarter and we just you know we we sealed the deal, we we made the comeback, um, and that's when the stadium really really just got loud on behalf of the Rams and um, really decided on you know whose house this really was. Mm-hmm. So the 49ers get a touchdown and the Rams put together a really, really big money drive when they had to get it. Anything but a touchdown here, I feel like you just kind of give and I almost felt like if we don't get a touchdown this drive, the momentum just goes out of control, right? Because the 49ers can just run down the clock, get a field goal for a two score or yeah, two score lead and the game's almost over. So you have to go down and try to retake control of momentum. And that's what they do. They get a seven play, 75 yard, uh, like dot to Cooper Cup, uh, from Matt Stafford, uh, for Cooper Cup's second touchdown of the game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, you know, you earlier you asked me, you know, whose, whose shoulders did I think this, um, fell on? I did think it fell on Matthew Stafford's hands, but, this again, it's the Cooper Cup show. When you when you come down to it, it's when you just feel like you know you didn't have you don't have a person to throw to. You know Cooper Cup is going to find that way um, out and find that way um, to to make those big plays. And once again, you know he came in and got a second touchdown of the game. And um, you know I th- I think that's really when the momentum flipped and the and the the fans were like, all right, you know. Cups in now. It's time for the defense to 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 make the stand, and you know you know you can you can keep on going, and but you know we'll see that over and over again where the defense made their stand and um, really put the pressure on the 49ers. Mm-hmm. So after that, uh, the defense wakes up majorly and just causes chaos. Really, six plays, thirty six yards, really crucial stop there to get the Rams the ball back. Uh and when they get the ball back, they have a really nice nine play, sixty three yard drive with a really, really it it irritated me at the end we decided on third and short for some reason to do a screen pass to Sony Michelle and um, as me and you talked about in the last few games, Zach, we do not like Sony Michelle for some reason being viewed as like a pass catching back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he drops them a lot, and he's just he doesn't seem explosive in the open field. Uh, he yeah, just I mean, rarely he's, he's he's really good as a you know a pass blocker, and I think that's why we saw him in quite a bit as trying to be the you know pass pass blocker. Uh, for Stafford to give him a little bit more time. Um, and, you know, he's he's a good person, you know, to get in there to get some really good tough runs, you know, especially if Akers needs a break and especially when we thought he was – when he was out with his shoulder injury. So, um, you know, Sonny Michelle, he really works hard and he really gets that in there. No, we, I, I think we're both in agreement. He's never been that pass person unless it's something where, you know, it's that emergency wide safety open. blanket. Or, yeah, and he's wide open. Um, so, yeah, I you know – this wasn't the best Sony Michelle uh, performance that he had, but at the same time, Cam Akers is back. And so all the weight hasn't been on his shoulders as it has been uh, prior. Yeah. I would have preferred like Kendall Blanton catch that. If you're going to do screen. 
Yeah. Oh, and we didn't even talk about the awesome, um, you know, the the flea flicker back to the quarterback from was it Cam tied in screen? What? But did it? Hand uh, off, was it a handoff to Cam and then it went back to? I, I don't remember if it was. Cam I believe or if it was, it was to a wide receiver. I think it was the Van oh. Jefferson. Okay. Um, and so, and then the flip back and then the toss to Bland. I thought that was, that was awesome. I, I loved it. And I remember I was like, oh, we're going to do a flea f- flicker soon. And I just knew we were going to do something like that. Uh, I This game had the feeling where you have a defense very aggressive and you can take advantage of that with stuff like flea flickers and screens, which that was a big complaint by you and me, Zach, was in the eight, week 18 game. We had a lack of creativity in the run game. We didn't have screens. We didn't have um, quick passes. We It's it just like we existed and lived off of uh, kind of like the intermediate throw. This was a far better game plan, and I love to see these long, nice drives with these seven, eight-yard passes that the 49ers were just giving up willingly and just being able to execute on them for the most part. Uh, Outside, like, again, we shut ourselves in the foot. We had three missed picks and two missed touchdowns in this game. And that was almost a difference. Uh, but I'm happy and proud of this team for not letting those mistakes kind of um, display and make them who they are. Instead, they rallied together to get the win. So yeah. the Rams go down 63 yards. They don't get that first down. They kick the field goal. Um, and then <laughs> what? what a great three and out just to see three plays negative five yards at that point you felt like the Rams had full momentum um we end up getting the ball back having 10 plays 49 yards to kick another field goal and Matt Gay just nails it and you just see a dot from Stafford the cup and it just that felt like a backbreaker that the 49ers just kept on missing on. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, I, it's just, it's again, you it's, it's so hard to cover cup. I mean, every week you go into this game and you're like, all right, the game plan is to cover cup. We can't let him get, we can't let him get any point or we can't get him any yards. And yet he still finds those ways to get them. Um, so again, just, just, miraculous miraculous. he's like a qb who can run who's running the routes like he can read your coverage as he's running his routes that is so powerful and people don't understand you don't have to be fast you don't have to be he is faster than people think he is more nimble than people think but in general if you can read the routes and you know what people are doing they're like sitting on a hook route and you can just do quick slant to the right instead like that is so powerful stuff. And, you know, my wife was telling me a few minutes ago, she was laughing. She's like, I remembered in the Ravens game when Ravens fans were like, how do you let Cooper cup be that wide open? Uh, it's because he is that smart. He can get, if you're playing zone, he can get anywhere in those zone holes. And, uh, he has really been so good and he deserves the credit. Um, Honestly, 
everyone knows he he should win MVP. The way he's playing, he should be the MVP of the league this year. And it's I think it's stupid that we stop MVP voting after the most critical point in the season just starts. Like that doesn't make sense to me at all. Um, you're gonna have Aaron Rodgers probably win MVP when he didn't even win in the playoffs. Then he threw one touchdown in playoffs, and then you have Matthew Stafford not make the Pro Bowl, and he's only thrown one pick and multiple touchdowns in the playoffs, and is in the Super Bowl. And Cooper Cup got over two thousand yards. Like it's stupid. Yeah, no, you know, I'm a, I'm I'm full Cooper Cup. I have my jersey still on from the game. Um, you know, I, again, you know, I've been screaming his name. He should have been. He should be MVP candidate um for a long time now and or been you know top two not just top four um and what he's done this postseason i mean he's still he's still breaking records the first player to hit over two thousand yards in a season unbelievable doesn't matter if it's postseason or not if it's postseason it just keeps on going up i mean i'm sorry that if you know we're we're trying to be fair and saying you know we're cutting off at the the regular season he's able to go farther beyond than what everybody else can do. Isn't that what the MVP is supposed to be? Someone who goes out far and beyond their duties. And it's, you know, it's, it just, it just, it's crazy to me. It's crazy. The Rams make the playoffs. So Cooper cup isn't on this team, but they are not going to the Super Bowl without him. And they, they would have lost probably four games. They would have been like 10 and seven without cup. And, and, and we can we can look back and look at the game the Super Bowl where we didn't have Cup, and that team would have been different. That team would have been would have had more than three points if Cooper Cup was on that team because we knew back then how special he was and how much a detriment it was that we lost him. I mean, that's where he he became third in Cup. I mean, it was always the safety blanket, and so again he's coming back in here and he's doing better. He's doing more than what he did even in that season. And again, it's just, it's crazy that he's still getting underrated by, you know, not by the league. Cause I think the league really knows. I mean, he's the triple crown winner things like that. But when it, when it comes to, you know, thinking, you know, who's going to be the next goat. I mean, he, he's the goat of wide receivers. I mean, if, if he doesn't at least get offensive player of the year, we're going to, Get ready for a 30-minute rant by me on that podcast. Just get ready. Um, I'll be so irritated. It'll be an uh, hour podcast because you got the th- first 30 minutes, and I'm going to take the second 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and so after Matt Gay kicks that field goal, in crunch time, you have, I think, 65 yards or 75 yards for Jimmy G to come out. And I remember in Week 18 – same situation, but he had to get a touchdown, tie the game. They go down and get a touchdown in that game. In this game, three plays, negative three yards, and then Aaron Donald, uh, he, he pointed, like, I think a few plays beforehand that he was going for that ring. And guess what, Zach? He is going for that ring because he ends up causing the interception that's caught by Howard. Oh, man. I I yelled. I, I'm sorry to my neighbors. I really am, but I yelled so loud. 
and I was so happy. I we had to hear about the stupid streak and about how the the fan 49er fans were going to take over SoFi and how like they talked about it so much in the game. It's like you you're beating a dead horse. Like mm-hmm. we understand the Rams had to be on silent count. It wasn't a great look, but it was still 50 50. It wasn't like week 18. Um, and, and I think that, and I want to give out some, you know, some congratulatory things for the, for the people who made this happen. I mean, we looked at Rams Twitter and we saw so many fans get the chance to go to this game on behalf of, um, you know, uh, Kelly Stafford, um, and um, the Rams organization, you know, I saw JB Long throwing out tickets. Even the Rams fans were setting up GoFundMe accounts and connecting people, connecting fans with other Rams fans so that we could get people into this stadium so that, you know, we weren't going to have that sea of red that we had in 18. And I think LA showed up. It showed up loud, especially um, in the three and out with negative five yards. And then again on the, the you know, three plus the interception that stadium was loud. It was messing with Jimmy G because he wasn't expecting that to happen. I think they were coming in thinking that they were going to own this place and they realized, yeah, that's not going to happen anymore. Yeah. They got more false starts than we did. So. Yeah. I mean, the Rams for the most part played a pretty clean game. Um, You know, I think Greg Gaines, you know, you know, especially on the defense went out and, you know, um, did a false start. Uh, or yeah. neutral zone infraction. But. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about that? Um, that hit by uh, w- was it Fred Warner on Stafford in the fact that that wasn't a flag? Yeah, I don't. I don't really understand how that wasn't called. Like, I think they were. Um, that was the interception, wasn't it? Or was that after the interception? Which. Uh, I think during the interception after the play, like one of the players came up and like smashed him in the head. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That that was was a play that that was a Fred Warner uh, right after the pick. He like, I don't know if the Rams would have got it back, but the 49ers would have been like on their one yard line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so remind me of which one you're talking about. Uh, Where Fred Warner comes up to Stafford and just like head butts him. After uh, he, I believe it's right after the pick. Okay, that's helmet um, to helmet head butts him from the back of the head. Well, I think that's ridiculous. And again, I I don't know why these things are being flagged. And you know, I you know, I guess it's great that they find him after the fact, but it's it's not in the game. It's not when it could potentially matter. Things like that. So that's really all I have to say about that. Yeah, I mean, this game had so much layers to it. Uh, it was a typical Rams 49ers game, especially the, like the last six, where it just felt like it doesn't matter how good we are in comparison to them. We just can't execute normal things we're used to executing, right? It, yeah. Uh, it's so weird. Yeah, I mean, just looking at, I'm going to go into the stats real quick, uh, just with a few comparisons. Um, you had Cooper Cup, who had 11 catches, 142 yards, averaging 12.9 uh, yards per uh, attempt, uh, two touchdowns. And we had Odell Beckham Jr. with nine carries, 113 yards. Um, and it, we had these players that were making it, and it was only a 20 to 17 game. When you look on the opposite end, when 
Debo Samuel, he had four catches, four catches or four receptions, 20, uh, 72 yards, averaging 18 yards. Um, you had Ayuk uh, with four uh, receiving yards or four receptions, 69 yards. Like they just, they weren't really doing any, it didn't seem like they were doing anything on the offense. I mean, they had 50 rushing total, 50 rushing yards total, um, you know, compared to, and then on the receiving end, we had 232. On our side, we had at least 70 rushing yards. Um, and then we had a total of 137 uh, receiving yards. Um, you know, at one point in time, it looked like Matthew Stafford was really, you know, um, you know, especially in the the like beginning of the third quarter, midway through the third quarter, where he just his stats were down. I mean, he was looking at like a like somewhere between like a seventy five and an eighty five uh, rating. Um, but then, in, you know, when it came when it came down to come, you know, he this is the the games that he lived for those these fourth quarter matchups. Um, you know, and he ended up with thirty one. Um, 31 completions for 45 attempts, 337 yards, uh, two touchdowns. He had that one interception, and then he also had two sacks. Compared to mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo, 16 for 30, 232 yards, two touchdowns, one inter- and one interception. So Yeah, yeah really, uh, and like you said, uh, really great sacks, too. Uh, like, I know some people don't like to say a sack's great, but I like we have seen Stafford in games where he's trying to play hero ball when – you got to be able to trust your defense. This team is good enough. Our defense will get stops. Um, for sure, our, for sure. I mean, if yeah. you look at the Jimmy G, if Jimmy G just would have taken the sack, you know, you get a they shot. I mean, yeah, I mean, he would have he would have got a sack instead. You know, a lot of times these sacks, if they didn't get a sack, most of the time, you know, they're th- like when it should have been a sack, they're throwing it, they're trying to throw it away and it gets intercepted. So um you know i'm happy for stafford you know taking two sacks and losing 11 yards is way better than you know having two more interceptions because that could have put you in an even worse place yeah it it costed them the game uh, by their qb not making smart decisions um yeah you would have been in a bad situation but uh the rams had them where they wanted them they were doing drop back passing in order to win the game and you know von miller and ad they were not having any of it uh, i think ad eventually got tired of this 49ers team just constantly talking crap and guess what hey i'll take this one win over those six for sure for sure I, this was a great win it was a great team win um everyone stepped up and played their best especially when it mattered at the end um and i'm just i'm so excited that we get to continue this um this ride all the way to the Super Bowl. We got, we got two more weeks before we we get to see them play in, in all glory and see who comes out on top. Um, but I, I'm so excited. I think we decided that we're gonna at least try to do um, two more at least, um, depending on how our schedules work before the game starts. So I'm really looking forward to it. But why don't we do um, just a quick, quick thing? What are what are your thoughts? You know, they're going against the Bengals. They were the fourth seed in the AFC. Um, do you have any uh, specific thoughts before? I, I know we'll do a preview game, but any thoughts about today's their outcome of their game against Kansas City or um, initial thoughts about them being our opponent? Um, I, I'll say this: I at least think in the last seven weeks, the Rams have been the most balanced team on both sides of the ball out of any team going into the playoffs, maybe outside of Tampa Bay. Um, just 
our defensive line has been stellar uh and our secondary has had some weaknesses darius williams for example was struggling out there in this game especially in the first half um but for the most part, our defensive line is so great, it hides that completely, especially when they get in that zone like they did in the last two minutes of this game. And this Bengals team, they allowed nine sacks against Titans. They will not beat us with our offense if they get nine sacks. I would be, if you say the Rams get nine sacks in the Super Bowl, I would be very surprised if we somehow lose that game. Yeah, I you know, just looking at the team. So to give some background to everyone who does listen, you know, I'm from Cincinnati. My whole family's Bengals fans. You know, you you would think that I would have embraced the Bengals, um, but I did not. I, I, I chose the Rams on my own um, fruition. Um, and so, you know, I, I know this I know this Bengals team um, very well just from my family and things like that. So I know what this team can can be. And, you know, they do have the weapons. Burrow is is an amazing quarterback. Um, you have Joe Mixon, who's a great running back. Um, you have Jamar Chase. Um, you have Tyler Boyd. You have uh, you have all these. They have weapons too. Um, but what you know, and so I'm really excited to see what this is. You know, this is going to be some smack talk between me and my family for the next two weeks. And you know, honestly, I'm kind of nervous about this game just because you know, did I choose the right team? Or you know, those those types of things are going to come up in the next two weeks. But it's going to be fun. You know. It's a it's a game where I'm I'm super excited about. It's something where you know my whole family can kind of get on board with, and you know whether the Bengals win or the Rams win, which you know I think whatever the outcome is, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun and it's gonna be great. Um, the one thing that I think that the I think the Rams do have a better defense, um, you know, especially the front four, like like you mentioned, um, you know, getting to the quarterback is going to be extremely important. Um, and just making sure that we, we tighten up our bolts um, as far as, you know, uh, turning over the ball, keeping possession of the ball, things like that. So I'm looking really forward to breaking this down with you, you know, moving on uh, over the next couple of weeks um, and, and really identifying where this Rams team is and um, where it's, where it can be um, in the Super Bowl in their home stadium, um, which is just, it's just going to be another unbelievable event uh, for this Rams team and, and to, um, to continue. Yeah, man, no matter what, uh, I definitely don't think you picked wrong. Uh, this team this team has fought through adversity. Um, we thought we were in big trouble after that three-game skid, and then we just – and I think it was the best for the team. Uh, it really pulled the team together. You saw us win in any type of way. Stafford had his struggles – but again, like that was a learning experience for the team. Uh, I think Stafford really started to trust the rest of the team the way like we started winning games. And now that Stafford has t- turned it up to a different level, a level that everyone in the national media said he didn't have, and so many people were bringing up 0-3, 0-3 in the playoffs, he can't be clutch. Like, you were wrong. You're wrong. He is 3-0 now with the Rams and going to the Super Bowl. And uh, win or lose, that is such an accomplishment for the first time in the system. Uh, Sean McVay, uh, two Super Bowls in five years, four playoff appearances, uh, six playoff wins. That is 
uh, it's, man, we are so lucky to have Sean McVay. And when he starts getting a little bit more wiser and starts, like, getting a little bit, uh, let's say, less conservative in certain situations, uh, the league better look out. Like, we're going to be a dangerous team for a long time, and we don't need first-round picks to do it. No, you're, you're spot on. I, I, I agree. You know, you know, I started becoming a Rams fan. What was the greatest show on turf? You know, I know that's kind of cliche to kind of get your back on it, but I, you know, I've been through the bad times and through the, you know, the 17 year uh, drought that we had. And um, this team is just everything. I mean, it, it has the weapons, it has the heart. Um, it, it has the star power. It, it, it has its story. Um, and the story is not over. Uh, it, it's making its way to the final and, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be great. You know, it's going to be Whitworth facing his old team. Um, it's Sean McVay f- facing his old quarterback coach. Um, it's just, it's, it's going to be a game that I think is, it's going to live on. And this is, this is the Rams team and this is, they put so much work into it and they've gone through so much adversity and, you know, most teams would falter under this. They would lose, um, you know, one of their top running backs um, you know, they, they would lose, um, Cam Akers Starting to the tight end. Deal. Um, you know, now, I mean, their tight end is, you know, currently banged up. Um, it's, it's COVID outbreaks, right. COVID outbreaks and swapping in, um, teammates, you know, Ramsey being, you know, told four hours before kickoff that, you know, you can't play and um, losing woods. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy what this team has gone through and yet they've, they've come through it all. And, you know, they're going to be facing up against the Bengals who are going to be considered the underdogs in this, um, you know, the, a Cinderella story for the making, but this Rams team has so much heart and so much passion and so much strength that, you know, I, you know, I find it hard to see that this is, this isn't going to be a win for them coming down, but we can break it all down um, here in the, here in the next couple of weeks um get anything anything else you want to you want to add in uh we are in the super bowl zach and that means more podcast this month and oh i'm gonna be excited we're gonna have a lot of content guys uh please please like and share if you enjoy this podcast and uh, we'll try to be a little bit more scripted uh next time but couldn't contain the enjoyment man couldn't contain enjoyment for sure, for sure. So I think we're going to wrap it up for this week's episode of East Coast Rams Pod. Well, maybe not this week's episode. We may have some more for you, but stay tuned. Uh, but you can always send questions and feedback to feedback at eastcoastrams.com or hit us up on Twitter. I am at Zach Mayer, at Z-A-C-M-A-I-E-R. And uh, you can find Ashton at, at RamsFanAshton1. Um, but yeah, I... It was great to see this win against uh, the 49ers, and I cannot wait to continue the discussion as we head into Super Bowl week. All right. Till next time, guys. Let's go. Horns up.